Hello, welcome to Podcasting's Praxis. Welcome to episode 69 of Podcasting's Praxis. Nice. 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 I'm here with Rob. Hello. John. Evening all. Jamie. All right. And James. Hello. How are we doing? Well, I got my COVID shot tonight, so uh, so far fine. But if I start, you know, spouting propaganda from the Gates Foundation, you know why. Hmm. <laughs> How's the internal <laughs> antenna getting on? I, I think I think I'm okay. I think I'm doing all right for the most part. I think. Yeah, until halfway mm. through the episode when your microphone stops working because your five G's interfered with it. Pretty much. <laughs> like if I start, if, if it sounds like you got weird interference, like there's strange whispering, like beeps being broadcast across the microphone, you you understand? We'll this. all just we'll all just shout at David. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that. If you start sounding like a robot, then you've got David microphone. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I'm actually okay with us just turning this podcast into a numbers station. So if you do that, go off. <laughs> Seven, bravo. Six, three, three, six, bravo. So already keep, can you, just, I was going to say, can you can you keep that up for ninety minutes? Just, just, Probably, yeah. Just wrap that in the background. Off. Yeah. Given enough I'm ADHD getting... medication, I can do anything. I'm, I'm getting like cold sweats again about being in the bingo hall with my mother-in-law. Do you know if you if we did that for an episode, it would at least keep GCHQ busy, right? What, Whichever bingo? agent. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. We'd probably activate a few cells around the place. See, we when when I was when I was a Ben, we used to we used to go up to uh, sea houses on the on the Northumbrian coast for like a like rent a cottage for a week, once a year for a holiday. Mm -hmm. Mm. And uh, my nana used to always bring like a like a home bingo set, and we'd have to play it with her. And I was about like fourteen or so. Like I got I got to be caller one night, and oh, she no. just she went fucking mental because I was just <laughs> making up all the calls. I go like, oh, all the threes, forty nine, and stuff like that. And she was just properly like fucking spitting chips. Do you know what I mean? Just absolutely mad as fuck. Stop doing that. All right, all right, all right. Two fat ladies. Wait, are there standardized... Is there, like, is there like a standardized calls thing? I did not yes, know this. Yes, there is. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah like, it's, so like, for example, it's like hard-coded in the DNA of pensioners, so they go <laughs> fucking berserk if you mess with it. Yeah, it's like um, two fat ladies is 88, and that's literally the only one I know. Hmm. Oh, it would be um, Boris's Den, number 10. Yeah, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Well, this is for more pensioner uh, content. Continue listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we're going for the elder vote here now. Come on, we need the elder listener. Yeah, well, apparently the rest of the electorate is not going to fucking save us if you looked at the polls recently. Maybe, maybe if maybe <laughs> if we just like do a, a bingo slash socialism podcast, we can finally get them to stop voting fucking Tory. <laughs> No, I'm just more thinking that, like, if we turn this into a bingo podcast, then maybe we can finally put it on Patreon. But then I remember that all people don't know how to work Patreon, so we'd still be screwed. I would just ring them up and tell them we're Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time the vaccine kicks in, I won't be lying. Yeah, I was going to say, in James' case, it's just true now. I mean. oh. Right, okay. Um, will we get started off with some little news nuggets then? Uh, go yeah, on. a little bit. Little Why bits. not? Let's. 
Uh, so first thing I wanted to say is I hearty fuck you to the Tomahawk chain of uh, steakhouses, mainly in Yorkshire and the north of England. I thought you were going to um, say missiles. <laughs> Me too, actually. Yeah. Just, I'm like, oh, it's a not bold move, insulting a missile. Like, we'll see how who wins that argument. We are going to come, I swear the US, to God, back US to missiles. The US Navy's just been, like, raining ordnance down on Rob's Swiss castle. <laughs> and he's had enough. <laughs> No, we're going to come back to missiles later in this episode. Um, now, this is the restaurant chain Tomahawk Steakhouse, who, um, because obviously they're not earning any money, uh, demanded that their staff lend the company 10% of their monthly pay. Oh, yeah. In, so that the oh, company fuck could... off. Yes. Fucking... Order... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just bosses, just take the fucking piss, like... And then have the temerity to complain when people just like fuck fuck them off at work. Do you know what I mean? When they turn, mm. like, I turn up to work an hour late and everyone's like, "Well, you've got to be here on time." It's like, "Fuck you." Do you know what I mean? Just take it out <laughs> of my fucking wages, you you shithead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, "Oh no, you, the- you're not doing you're not doing like professionalism." And then they turn around and try and steal ten percent of your wages or some shit. Now, the no, thing it, that pissed it, me most about this story, though, is the fact that they were saying, "Oh, this is an interest-free loan, and we will pay you back." Maybe eventually, some yeah, point when we don't crash. It's yeah. like, like it, when- an interest-free loan, right? Okay, fine. Except if they then take it, like if they hold it for more than a year, then that's effectively like you're loaning at a negative interest rate, essentially, because you're getting mm-hmm. back less value than yes. you put in. So yes. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, it's not uh, even uh, so my, much a loan. It's you've been forced to invest in a restaurant, which like is mm. a shit idea at the best of times. Yeah, my mm. my advice to anyone who's like having to loan the fucking state, like what was it, the Tomahawk missile Tomahawk. steakhouse or something? Yeah, <laughs> anyone who's having to like loan SidewinderBeef.com or whatever the fuck it is, ten uh, percent of the wages, just take a fucking cooker home. Tell them it's a, tell them it's an interest free cooker. Um, but essentially, the the reason, at least I suspect the reason uh, for that they're um, they're needing all this money is that like about I think a month before Rona closed all the restaurants, uh, they opened a new one in the heart of the city of London, about a kilometer north of the Bank of England, uh, which is obviously some of the most expensive real estate in the world. And uh, of course, now they're stuck with that location and not selling anything. So that's why for that good business decision, the staff needs to cough up 10% of their pay. See what they need to do is they need to, like they need to look to like you know real businessmen like like Elon Musk and get involved in the <laughs> trade. <laughs> so I've just looked this up. I genuinely never heard of a tomahawk steak cut before, but it's a uh, it's an on the bone rib steak cut, right? And one of the top answers, like you know how Google suggests, like people have also asked, and someone's question is why is tomahawk steak expensive? And apparently it's just presentation factor, plate appeal. Literally it says plate appeal, presentation, wow factor. Um, plate appeal. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's all going to come out your ass in the end, for fuck's sake, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this, is, this is fantastic. I'm looking at all the images for Tomahawk Steak that have popped up on Google. Are all like, you know how that way where food has to be tall but not wide? It's all like what? that, essentially. Hmm. So, yeah, okay. I stand by my commitment. You can tell the assholes. tall but not wide. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine dining thing. With like a bowl of cereal? 
No, no, we do this thing where, like, they, rather than spread the food around the plate, they all pile it on neatly and artfully, and, you know, like, seriously, if this is a thing, once you notice it, you can't unsee it, look at, like, fancy cuisine kind of images on the internet, and you'll see it. They, they pile the food up to be tall, but if you just put it aside each other on the plate, now that's a tremendous mess, and no I one mean, can ever I, eat that. I, I, oh, this I, is I, fine know, I know for fucking you. nothing about fancy cuisine. I literally eat any shit you put in front of I'm like Pac-Man. <laughs> I don't mean you are like this. I got... Right. Imagine, Jamie, imagine you get a, a, a fucking big 12-inch wide plate, right? And then in the middle of it, there's what looks to be a fruit pastel's ice lolly stood on its end. <laughs> That's what fancy food looks like. It really All does. Right. Me and my dad, once upon a time, were taken to a now-bust uh, fancy restaurant in Glasgow called, I think it was like 73rd or 76 St. Vincent Street or something like this. Um, mm. My sister took us out there. You, you know it's a fancy restaurant when it's named after its yeah. address. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, so me and my dad got taken out by my sister, who was celebrating, I think she'd made some academic achievement or promotion at work or something like that. So she thought, oh, I'll take us out. And it really was pearls before swine. Because we both, like, you know, she's like, you can order whatever you want. I've put, you know, um, this is my thing to night and I really mean it have whatever you fancy so we, we both ordered steak because you know if someone's really serious about it and it's a family member it's like alright okay and the steaks came out and it was I cannot stress to you how small the steaks were but how artfully presented they were and uh, like I, I can't remember what the price was but I remember us both kind of looking at it and going Aye, and, and where's the other like three quarters of it? Jesus fucking Christ! Um, you could have got a better thing going to Ben and Jerry's. Like that's the kind of level of like uh, terrible it was. Hmm. And I'll be honest, it didn't even taste particularly great. It's all in stylistic presentation oh. and the fact it's exclusive. So yeah. Well, the, the the problem is like the, there's a, this the style like there's there's like a handful of guys who can really do this stuff and make really extremely beautiful plates that also taste very very good. But like, there's like a handful of guys that can do that. And then there's like hundreds of imitators who think they can and they can't. And like, they just make small plates that look really good, but taste like shit. And it's just essentially just copycatting uh, of, of like the five guys who have real talent. See? In, in the world of like expensive cooking, well, I did Five say guys that. is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did say the place I, went I, um, bust, so I believe that. I'll 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 eat a steak and I'll enjoy a steak, but like you know what I mean. The, like men who are serious about steak, it's it's just like fucking like gold audio connectors. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But for but for like hyper masculine idiots. <laughs> like I've had, I'll be honest. I've been my partner's American, and having steak in America is different because they're actually pretty good with seasoning. Um, but that's all you know. That's relatively minor stuff. It's just the fact that Britain is a fucking bland like. I don't know, depressive yeah. crater yes. in the culinary landscape. Mate, there's salt and pepper on that. Come on. Spoken like someone who's never had like a fucking Bender burger at Wimpy. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I will say, actually, having having a Scooby snack from the Maggie outside the Botanic Gardens at one in the morning when you're pished is a religious experience. So, you know, okay, it's not yes. all bad. I mean, here you are talking about all your fine dining and all I think the best I've ever had was a bacon double cheeseburger XL. Possibly the best burger that's out there, but you know, going all out. I was going to say I, I consider I, it a classy birthday meal if I go to Five Guys once a year. No, I, I I will confess that I'm I'm a fancy food person and I like it, but I think there's a lot of fucking bullshit in that world as well. So yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Know. Right, you right, Rob. As as a continental European, you've got yes. no right to talk about fancy food because I've seen what a continental breakfast is. Here, fucking here. <laughs> right. yeah, yes. Where's yeah, the no, sausage? Where's the bacon? Where's the baked beans? Where's the hash browns? You know, that <laughs> is not a breakfast. 
Is that like where, is no, that like where they have like chocolate bread? These, these farty little breads and cold meats. I mean, seriously, what is that about? I mean, it sounds all right, to be honest. Like, it's, it's all going to come out your ass in the end anyway, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> No, three sausages, three slices of bacon, two eggs. You do something side up. You get your tin of beans, you get your tin of, bake, uh, your tin of tomatoes. You get your hash browns, you get your black pudding as well, because that's important. You get your mushrooms, and then you, get, then you get your couple of slices of toast, and you can mug a tea, proper breakfast. And then you then you vote for Brexit and post a photograph of your, brex, uh, your breakfast on fucking Twitter. No. <laughs> but that breakfast sorts anybody out after a night on the sauce. Do you know what I'm getting from this? I'm getting from this that I'm not the only person who didn't have dinner before coming on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, had a, I had a bag of crisps and I've got an orange twirl. Satya, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like smash that at some point during the recording. Super. Right. Mm. This is a pro but, chocolate orange podcast. Yeah. Yeah. She's fucking. <laughs> yes, it fucking is. Right. Here starts the pod split. No, no, it's fine. I'm editing this one, so it definitely is. <laughs> Can you like badly assemble together Rob saying that he's pro chocolate orange based on like little fragments he oh, said? I, absolutely, I will. Yes, <laughs> definitely. What the fuck are we talking about? Tomahawk. Uh, right, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, shall we move on? You're right. Um, yes, please. I don't want to do another yeah. ten minutes about like fucking like you know what I mean? Steaks. Quagra. <laughs> uh now what I wanted to talk about next is um a new version or uh, or a more even more unique, even more exclusive version of Bitcoin. Can it be uh, more unique? Bitcoin. Yes, it can be. Um it's called a non fungible token or an NFT. Oh, don't fucking start this shit, man. Ah, uh, so yes, yes. I know. Just, this story. There's going to be no fucking token. The, so, the, the, the if reason... anyone had um, 17 minutes into the recording for Jamie saying fuck this, oh, honestly, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm just not fuck. I'm not happy with this bullshit where it's like, oh, you know, like you know, like fucking JPEGs, right? You know, JPEGs, and you can just like yes. share them and copy them everywhere. What if it was a JPEG, but like it, it fucking took up it 17 gigabytes? Yes, and, like, yes. and, and sending it to someone meant you didn't have it anymore, but also yes. that like 73 acres of rainforest got burned down. Yes. It's just <laughs> fucking, it's fantastic, yeah. For our pensioner listeners, that's fuck this bullshit, 17. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, in October 2020, Miami-based art collector Pablo Rodriguez spent almost 67,000 US dollar on a 10-second video artwork created by the digital artist Beeple. A vine. A 10-second video artwork is a fucking vine. They gave those away that, for free, <laughs> mate. Like, that, that he, Jamie, that he could have watched for free online. Last week, he resold that 10-second video was that artwork. I, was that not what I just said? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but last week, he resold this 10-second video artwork for 6.6 6 million Euro, US dollar. What? The video uh, is a 10-second loop which shows uh, a very fat Donald Trump um, collapsed on the ground um, and covered in a series of slogans. Now, just so you have an idea of the mastery of the craft that is behind this and why we should pay for it, I will put now a link to in this image into the Discord if I can do it. Oh, oh. Be prepared, right. mate. <laughs> if I could fucking the fucking the technology to copy and paste a link mm-hmm. in Discord still it, decades it, away. 
Yeah, it's yeah, because no. it's 17 gigs. Yeah. No, also, like, fucking... give, give him a break. It's hard to post stuff on Discord when you're getting Tomahawk missiles raining down on your castle. Yeah, it's true. Like, they, <laughs> fucked up the, they fucked up the 5G. You better get over there and, like, stand with your arms out on his roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It hasn't kicked in yet. I've not activated. Hacker voice, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> ah, here we go. That took a fucking second, but... Right. We didn't notice. No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's what, this, by the way, is what it looks like. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Yeah, where for is the it? listeners, we'll put links and we'll put images what, in the show. What are we, what are we looking at here? Uh, uh, Rob, where have you put it? On the, di- in the fucking somewhere in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, fucking this is ah, fucking so gold. This, this. Like. All right, here we go. Now it's there. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I love Pen- that you pensioner content. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like I love that you've not even posted a video. You've posted a still from the video. No, because I can't get the whole video because it's like f- full of shit and artifacts. Because like it's it, and it's it costs six point six million dollars. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have that kind of money. Um, so yeah, essentially these things, these um, these <laughs> NFTs are. As Jamie said, they're authenticated by blockchain. Um, of so, course they are. Yeah. So they <laughs> can only ever exist online and only one of them can ever be original, quote unquote, because only one person has the the key to the blockchain or however these fucking things work. Um, I, I am so very fucking tired. I can actually, exp- <laughs> like this says volumes to me, but I can actually explain how this works and it's fucking dumber than you can possibly imagine. Do you want me to? Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Okay, so the way this essentially works is you've got, um, it's mostly done through Ethereum, if I'm correct. They, they have these cryptocurrencies, and essentially they are like a consensus kind of programmatic thing where you've got a whole bunch of different people doing the calculations um, to prove that these trades are legitimate, that when someone says, I sold something and someone else says, and I bought it, that it's a a legit trade. And the way they essentially run this network is they have multiple different people doing these calculations and reaching consensus to prove that all of these transactions have actually taken place. That's what the blockchain is. And the way they distribute this is rather than just trusting a few particular individuals, we do this thing called proof of work, which is basically the more power you can throw at the calculations to prove it, the bigger a say you have in the network. So if you have a cluster of like servers in China that's processing the blockchain, then you're considered, um, you know, the, the amount of work you put in uh, is a kind of symbol of your authenticity and how trustworthy you are in confirming these trades, right? So to, to simplify that, rather than just have like... Uh, someone sitting in a room somewhere with a server that's got a unique copy of all the transactions going on and like they're the authority. Instead, you've got server farms across the world all burning power to prove that they're legit and for real and are equally invested in this thing and each of them is independently confirming these transactions as they go ahead. And then the actual cryptocurrency itself um, is like, you know, it's a little digital contract that's got some like prime number encoding. So like, if anyone doesn't know, the principle is very simple. It's, it's, it's much easier to multiply two numbers together and work out what the product is than it is to start with a product and work out which two numbers are multiplied together to get it, you know? 
So it's easy to say like, oh, um, three times two is six than it is to like try and start with six and figure out what two numbers someone put together to get to it. That's how the uniqueness comes in. So if you own like a section of a blockchain, if you've got uh, like the rights to it, essentially you have the key that's one of those two numbers that goes into it and cracking it the other way when it's like nine digits long is actually very difficult. And so this is a long way to say that the way people are using this, rather than just have a database going, oh, this person owns this image, um, that wouldn't be sufficient. Instead, it's got to be this distributed thing across the entire fucking world where people are pouring in tons of hours of energy and electricity to prove that this person is in fact who they say they are and they do own this. And the whole value of this is meant to come from a fact it's distributed, that there's no central authority. Um, yeah. And so basically you substitute having a central authority who vouches for things with instead having us torching the entire fucking planet. And if that, yeah. if that sounds confusing as fuck, it's because it's incredibly fucking stupid. It all only has value because libertarians like think it sounds nice. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it, oh yeah, hack the planet, man. Like, yeah, it, it literally is. I prefer, I prefer, you know, when people go, oh, the, the, the internet's like the Wild West. There's no laws, there's no regulations. That was better than what we've got now. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, yeah. When it was like, remember, remember anyone, anyone remember the fucking, the, the saga of sex.com in the 90s? Yes, I do. Mm. Yeah. That was like, you know, and that guy, that guy lost like years worth of revenue because someone fucking just like wrote a letter to his domain name <laughs> registrar and went like, actually, I'm this guy now. My, like, my name is Mr. <laughs> Snurub and I am the legal owner of this website. <laughs> and like, you know, everyone went, oh yeah, that's disgraceful. And the guy just fled the country with all the money he made. And it's like, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like that was... You know, that was like shocking and, and dreadful and oh, the law isn't suitable for the internet and everything, but it's better than we're all going to fucking die in a fire just so that like some dipshit can have like a fucking, do you well, know I mean, what I mean? There's a picture of Donald Trump with a fucking burn on his back or whatever the fuck that's meant to be. Yeah, it's like- Jamie, there's, there's now a modern version of, of this sex.com thing. Uh, among the other things that are NFTs beside this fucking awful art uh, is also exclusive Bitcoin wallet names because oh those God. are also unique. Oh, for so like yeah. you can spend thousands to have like your Bitcoin wallet name, say cool dude, but with two zeros. I want to die. Yeah. Oh, good news, Jamie. If you wait, this is going to kill you. Like yes, um, this, will. this whole thing, like the whole Bitcoin thing and cryptocurrency can basically be reduced to this. Rich people want there to be the structure that governments make but don't actually want there to be a government. And they want the value that labor provides, but they don't want it to actually be abstracted to labor by the medium of a government. So instead, what they've done is it replaced government with incredibly complicated mathematical calculations, and they've replaced the labor value with energy. Like literal, like, you know, rather than the, the value of the workforce to dictating the value of the currency, instead it's the fossil fuels being burned to power yes. the, the calculations that the value ultimately derives from. countries' worth of energy. Yeah. I love to live in the culture, but shit. <laughs> like, this, the, the thing is, it doesn't even have to be this way, right? Like, basically, the guy who put Bitcoin together, he worked out that, okay, so I'm going to distribute this ledger, and all these people coming together and doing the calculations to validate it all the time is going to keep it legit, like a collective action. Ah, uh, but what happens if someone comes in and, like, gets enough of a network that they can then say, oh, actually, these, these calculations are correct. How do, I, how do I make sure it doesn't get stolen? And his solution was to say, proof of work. You've got to be, like, whoever is throwing the most energy at this is the one who, you know, is probably most trustworthy, they're the most invested, right? 
Um, and the alternative model is you do proof of stake, where it's the person who's invested the most like money essentially into the network, who owns the most currency, can do it. But that's vulnerable to being taken over by like financial interests and stuff. Um, well, just, spe- yeah, no, go speaking on, of financial interests, um, for reasons that I'm not entirely sure of, but I think has something to do with that fucking Elon Musk tweet from earlier where he said Bitcoin to the moon or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, like the market for these stupid pieces of art was actually quite small. Um, but in the last month, um, in, in January 2021, they were the total market for these art assets was about 10 million. Uh, this month alone, it has jumped up to 80 million and it's projected to go uh, even higher. Before that, like in, in December 2020, it was ex- essentially a non-existent market. Um, and Christie's, the big auction house, is now holding an auction of NFT art and I can't begin to describe how fucking stupid and ugly it all is. Uh, nearly all of these are by the same artist who made the original piece, the guy called Beeple. Um, and bids for this fucking auction, which I don't think is closed yet, um, are already above 3 million. And Christie's will also accept payment for these artworks in Bitcoin. So just to make clear how fucked up this is, each sale <laughs> of a piece of artwork on this network the, the entire thing, like not just the, the transaction, but all the replication, etc., that goes on. Each sale uses up the same amount of electricity as your average European consumer spends in 11,000 years. <laughs> yeah, mm. that sounds about right. Mm. Uh, but it's 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 going to go even bigger because what I didn't know, but what I I found out is that the the NBA, the U.S. Basketball Association, uh, last year launched what it's called the the Top Shot website where users can buy and trade um, NFTs, which which are essentially GIFs of game highlights. Mm. And as of last week, Friday, the total volume of trade for these GIFs of people doing dunks, literal dunks, um, total value was nearly 200 million US dollar. Um, And the highest bid was $208,000 for a 10-second loop of LeBron James doing a slam dunk. Again, again, this could ultimately be handled just as well and with far less energy by just having a server in like a vault run by like the the art houses, say, that just has a database that says, oh yeah, this person owns this piece of art. Because that's all it is. That is all it is. Very libertarian of you to suggest that we should return to the voltage standard. <laughs> kind of yeah, is what it is, is if you just if you did it sensibly though it wouldn't sound magical and then people wouldn't invest exactly in it. yeah I, I honest, mean I you, honestly think the main appeal here is just lack of government oversight and control but I think uh, that's, that's basically it's, it. not it's that it sounds magical and futuristic like yeah, the reason the reason stupidity. it's ballooned I mean, up the reason it's ballooned up to like however many million this past month is because like someone's gone round and like spoken to a bunch of artists and gone to <clears> part of the future and like not like you know what I mean, just exploited a bunch of idiots who don't understand that it's just Bitcoin, but for like fucking yeah. do you know what I mean, for gifts rather than money. I mean cryptocurrency was always gonna be successful with a certain subset of people because it's free of government oversight. Only a specific niche of people are really gonna do well off it. Hmm. And you can use it to buy child pornography. So libertarians love well, this shit. I- well, that's the thing is, uh, you know, the Bitcoin network already has those pictures encoded into the database. Yeah, but it's also like, it really is, but you know, we did the episode on free ports and how the rich kind of move their art around without kind of paying taxes. It's like, it's basically, it's this, except this has no potential government oversight. 
Because what mm. you know, there's no territory that this is really based in where the government can step in and like you know do anything with it ever. They can't ever fuck with it, and so it can basically be used for massive amounts of money laundering. Yeah, like the whole mm. you know Bitcoin mm-hmm. is used to trade heroin and child porn. It, it's yeah, it's that. Except now it's being used by the rich to do financial asset trading and to launder money. And that's well, what it really is what this is isn't about. It's impossible to like spend your bitcoins now because it takes too long to fucking do a transaction or some shit. Oh, it takes like a fucking day and a half to process a single <laughs> transaction. <laughs> and by by the time your transaction is done, like the bitcoin itself may have jumped or plummeted several thousand US dollars in value. So it's a very good and stable asset. Yeah. All right, so we'll move. Um, we'll move on because I think re- whatever we call real money is now also like essentially. Um, also doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, this came courtesy this week uh, of Andy Verity, who's a BBC investigative finance journalist who's done some cool shit. Um, of the total of 400, almost 490 billion quid borrowed by the UK government to finance everything to do with, with Corona, um, 450 billion of that, so nearly all of it, is owned to the Bank of England, so essentially to itself. So, do we have to pay that back then? Does no. this money exist? Do do any no. of us? No. Yes, unfortunately, it's like I, I, this is what we talked about before, where essentially they're they're printing money and using it to pay for stuff. But, oh, you can't do that. It might cause inflation to shoot up and rich people don't like that. So instead, we'll do this song and a dance of pretending that it's actually a loan and that it's actually independent and it will be paid back one day honest, right? That's what this is. So it's almost... So it's kind of like, say, if you owned, I don't know, like a steakhouse and you needed to borrow some money uh, and then you got this interest free loan from, uh, you know, from yourselves or your workers, maybe, and you would pay it back at some point in the future interest free, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Kind of like that. Or you just forget that it ever existed. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I mean, we're not we're really not going to fucking talk about the, the budget because it's too boring and too stupid, but just like... Hmm. For all these features things, just remember that like everything we did because of Corona also, including all the waste and all the other stupid shit and a bunch of the other stuff we're going to talk about in just a moment, we're borrowing this money from ourselves that we just stick somewhere and then we all pretend that that this is a real thing and that we have to pay it back. And Are we going to invest it in the, uh, the space hotel that's opening in six years? <laughs> With any luck, we will. I mean, we might as fucking well. Right? This is the, the dumb thing about this is all of this is just because what they're basically doing is they're saying, look, we're creating a, a huge amount of money that will increase su- supply, but don't worry, it won't drive up inflation because we're going to take it back and destroy it later, which they're never going to do, and it's not going to drive up inflation because we're not in those economic circumstances anymore, but we still need to go through this song and dance to assuage the fucking anxieties of rich people. And to prevent poor people from realizing, oh wait, we could just we could just pay for shit. We could just do this shit. Yeah, like we we could just we could pay for it and like stick it on the national debt, where we basically like we collectively as a society agree that this was a worthwhile investment and it, it doesn't need to pay for itself. Like you know that that we can't do that. We psychologically are not able to do that under capitalism. So instead, we have to go through the song and dance of pretending the Bank of England is a separate institution that can't be subject to kind of actual political goals. And as a consequence, when we like lend and borrow money from it, that's like a, a totally third party thing. And it's not us just printing money from the treasury and using it to accomplish public goods. 
Well, I mean, if, if I may use that as a, as a convenient jumping off point for the main story, I, I really want to tell you guys about, uh, speaking of worthwhile public investment, um, I, uh, I, I, I've sort of lost my mind this week. Um, and, and the first reason is Jamie. <laughs> Wait, because hey, hang on. The first reason is Jamie. What did, <laughs> what did Jamie post at you? Is, because, he, is no, he sending the Tomahawk because, missiles your way? It's because on the I think it was on the last episode that we were on together, Jamie. You made a joke um, about the U, the UK carrier fleet, and you said it was just sailors running on the deck, going neon, pretending to be planes. <laughs> yeah, <that> sounds <laughs> like something I would say. Yeah, that is something you did say. <laughs> and then that combined in my brain with a piece that came out earlier this week or last week in Forbes by a journalist called David Axe that the US Air Force now wants a new, new air fighter to replace the F-16, pretty much admitting on the wayside that the F-35, the, the Joint Strike Fighter, was a totally overexpensive, stupid piece of junk that should never have been built in the first place. Let me guess, so, let me guess. Yep. They're going to spend like $6 trillion on this shit while yes. nobody gets even the $1,400 check that Biden like promised yes. after you with, like, <laughs> went back on the 2000 Yes, but that's not sort of what I want to talk I'm, about. But I'm I really so want to... excited. I'm so fucking hyped for like the turbo fascism that America's going to do in 2024 when <laughs> yeah, they elect like fucking they elect Hitler's skeleton in a mech. <laughs> Did you see that, that images? They had the CPAC, the Conservative Party Action oh, Conference, oh, yes. whatever thing. This oh, yes. Did you see oh, those wow. photos of all those people with a literal golden calf shaped like Trump and like praying mm. to it? I, I just, what the no, fuck? I, 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 I didn't see that. And, I, and fuck you for bringing it up, quite frankly. The, the other thing. <laughs> could, have lived, could have lived the rest of my life without that knowledge. The other thing from this conference that I thought you were about to mention, Rob, is the stage was very obviously shaped oh, like yes. an, an Odal rune, which was used mm. by the SS. And the, the Odal rune is a Norse rune, which means um, like heritage, family, inheritance, kind of, you know, real oh, fast kind of shit. Oh, um, great. And it's un the stage is unambiguously in that shape. And there's all these kind of smokes called li liberals that are coming out this week saying, oh, no, it was an independent company that, that did it all. How dare you suggest that this was, you know, in any way, shape or form Nazi. And it's like, no, no, no. I can believe through. I can believe <clears throat> that the company that was coming in to do the consultancy and design had no idea that that's what that symbol was. But I guarantee was, was you this, their uh, clients... Was this, was this consultancy hmm. based in like one of those villages in Argentina where everybody's weirdly <laughs> tall and blonde? <laughs> no, apparent, apparently it's like a, just a, you know, fucking corporate blood-sucking kind of... See, when you, when, you posted the, when you posted the image of that on Twitter, I genuinely, like, just at a first glance, I just went, oh, what the fuck have the BBC done now? Because it looked like it was like the weakest link or some shit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But no, I like, I genuinely, um, I, I honestly am, am sure that that was intentional. And even if the designers who were, like, you know, responsible <clears> for <throat> delivery and, like, you know, doing all the work for it didn't know, I guarantee you if a client kind of looked at it and went, oh, that's pretty good, but could we could we maybe tweak it like this just a little bit? I mean, the thing is, the thing is, if you, you go, oh, we're, we're having a conference, can you shape the stage like this fucking, like, room that not many people will recognize? It's like, it's 2021, mate, just do a fucking swastika. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just like, just turn up in a tank with a little like toothbrush, must toothbrush mustache. It, it, no one gives a fuck. You'll do you know still what I mean? get as many votes, if yeah, not more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You might as well just fucking be honest about it now. The, the whole pretense that like, oh no, the Republicans actually just care about their like, moral stand. Oh fuck off. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
No, I just, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm tired of everything having to be this like this whole fucking charade where we all pretend that we don't. Un- do you know what I mean? Like everyone, just, it's like oh, we're having a collective hallucination for the rest of your life, and like everyone will just think you're a dick if you don't join in. It's like it just fucking annoys the shit out of me. It's like the Democrats where it's like oh no, yeah, we've won. We've we completely control the government and we can do whatever we want, but we have to like respect the the the, the parliamentarian that like no one's ever fucking heard of before. Like the day that suddenly it's the most we can't we can't disrespect that motherfucker and it's like you know, who, who the fuck is that do you know what I you mean know, like we're having a collective hallucination and if you don't join in you're a dickhead is basically Jamie mm. discovers society like sorry I just I, <laughs> I do want to drag us back on onto the thing because there's so much I want to tell you um, essentially what I wanted to talk to you about is not just the F-35 which I swear that's like the dessert portion because it's the funniest airplane ever designed in so many ways. Um, the thing I wanted to talk to you about is not um, Trident, but the other big portion of the UK's defense, which is our brand new carrier fleet. Um, mm. the, the Which is... Uh, There's uh, two um, ships um, a fleet. Technically. Well, I mean... I mean, if you One. if you if you're in charge of two sh- two ships, you get to wear a bigger hat, as I understand it. Yes, you do. You do. Mm. Um, so this is essentially the two UK's brand new aircraft carriers. They're they're built. They're they're done now. They're undergoing sea trials. The HMS Queen Elizabeth and the HMS <laughs> Prince of Wales. I love I love the I love hmm. the idea of sea trials. Like you like you build a boat and you're not sure if it will work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, are they putting in a massive bathtub first to make sure it's not like, you know what I mean? If it sinks, at least they can, like, get it back. Jamie, you joke, but when they first floated one of them, the, ele- the, the electronics in it died. Yes. This, this is and, a story. And also, one of the screws created to put all the electrics on the outside or something. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, there's there's a there's a number of interesting flaws to do with this carrier fleet, which is why I wanted to talk about it and why I've been losing my mind this week. All right, fill your boots, Matt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so essentially, these are used for what the Navy calls carrier-enabled power projection around the world, i.e. if you've carriers, you've got planes on them, and that means you can bomb people very far away from a mobile um Airstrip. That's essentially the, the point of them is to to show UK power to the world. Though why right. we? But we don't have any planes, do we? No, we don't have any planes. But we have some planes, not all of which are ours, and most of which definitely, definitely do not like to be at sea for a number of reasons. We'll get to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just I'm, just I'm just picturing we spent like 17 billion like pounds on two aircraft carriers and all the pl- all the planes that the navy owns are like seaplanes anyway uh yeah so that yeah that's that is pretty much where we're <laughs> no it isn't shut how the fuck can that how can that be what like is actually happening They've, they're all the fucking the navy fighters are seaplanes shut up man fucking hell <laughs> no this is not actually true i just I'm wanted just, to I'm, sort of okay, i'm gonna stop talking on this fucking podcast to be honest like it just winds me up <laughs> <laughs> fucking seaplanes jamie put down the leaf all right just put it um, down Anyway, the these chief of defence staff supposed- demanding that a thousand people get crammed into the spruce moose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, these new generation ones, the uh, Queen Elizabeth class carriers, are meant to re- replace the old current generation of carriers, the Invincible class, which are essentially running out of date. And we need, for some mad fucking reason, of course, under Tony Blair, we decided that we really needed new ones. Are they, um, um, the main... are they, why are they called the Queen Elizabeth class? Are they, are they sons? 
<laughs> uh, you meant to say torpedoes, Jamie. They're armed with torpedoes. <laughs> um, so we started building these things back in 2005. So cur- they're currently undergoing sea trials. So it only took us 15 years to build the fucking thing. I can't believe... I can't believe- Sorry. 16, 16 years to build a boat and they're not even sure if the fucking thing will float yet. <laughs> Is that not day one? Is it day one you go, can we make this thing float? Like, yeah, but that, that's probably the first, that's probably the main thing we want from this is that it floats on the sea. Well- so yeah, essentially I wanted to, to tell you about two of the parts. The first part is the actual ships themselves, which are fucking stupid. And then the planes, which are even more stupid and even and like even funnier. Um, so as I said, the, they started building them in 2005. Um, costs initially estimated at uh, 4 billion just for these two carriers. So not the ships, not anything else. And we're expected what's the, what's to- the final, What's the final bill going to be? Uh, so far, it stands at six point four purely for the carriers. That's, that's a lot of fucking Lego, like another <laughs> six odd for the planes and some more shit like shore facilities, that kind of stuff. So, give or take, this whole thing works out at fifteen billion. So, like two thirds of a Circo test and trace. <laughs> <laughs> you know but, what they should uh, do is they should they should brand them. They should just like you know what I mean. It's like the Harry. One of them's a Harry Potter aircraft carrier, and they do tours. They can come on and like fucking like shoot wizard themed missiles or something. I don't know what the fuck. Like, do you know, Jamie? You, know you know joke, but they kind I'm of not, do. I've not watched or read Harry Potter. I, I have no idea what the fuck he gets up to. You know, you do. You joke, Jamie. But we do actually kind of have a branding thing in them. Do you want to know my favorite fact about these carriers? Go on. Apparently, they have built-in iPhone docking charging stations for the crew quarters. Please tell me it's the old version. Please, please I, I tell me it doesn't it. fit the new iPhones. I kind of want it to be, yeah. But I did. I remember reading that fact in one of the like splurge pieces years ago. Now that the Guardian were doing about them, um, do the Navy issue everyone with like Android phones as standard or something? I mean, that would be incredibly on brand, wouldn't that it? Would be, no, I would be. Yeah. It would be Blackberries. I guarantee you, if they issued anything, it would still be Blackberries. <laughs> yep. All right, so Agent everyone, everyone in the, na- the entire Navy crewed out with Nokia N-Gage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, these, these, uh, the individual carriers are, unlike all the American ones, are not uh, nuclear-powered, um, but, but they have four very big diesel engines each. Um Together, each engine puts out something in the order of 40 megawatts of power, which is the same as powering a relatively sized town of 32,000 homes. Um, and therefore, oh, we we'll the iPhones with that, like. <laughs> <laughs> and just because they need to be at sea all the time, um, and of course, they can't carry all the fuel they need for months. And both these submarine, both these uh, carriers will need to be essentially surrounded by four supply ship diesel tankers uh, at all right. times. I am not a fucking military tactician. <laughs> However, there may be a problem with that. Yes, there wouldn't would be, wouldn't there? But I mean, mm, there's several problems them, yeah. with it. Apart from the one I think that you're going to, which is why would you surround our very expensive capital ship with a floating bomb? I think that's where you're going at. Largely, yeah. Uh, there's another problem there, which is the UK currently only has in existence one supply ship for <laughs> fuel, ammo, uh, food, all that kind of stuff. Oh. So we need four. We only have one. 
the defense don't, department don't we, did don't do... we have don't we have a thing called the merchant navy <laughs> oh that's a different thing Funnily oh enough, god nothing to do with the navy yeah all right okay can but can can their boats not like carry stuff but yes, they, but they can. But yeah, but it's but they're not allowed, they're like not really to work for the navy. No, because you really need like really need very modern ones because they need to be able to like attach a giant hose to the side of the aircraft carrier and pump all the diesel in. Can they not just get some of those yeah. planes to fly really low? You know, with the fucking like fueling <laughs> holes on them. Uh, no, that's another problem because these carriers are so short that if anything went wrong, the plane couldn't land on it properly. Yep. Um, so, like, because just, the UK just do is what now... I, just do what I do in every flight sim I've ever played. Ditch it in the fucking ocean. <laughs> they fit ejector seats for a reason, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, just well, parachute come... out 30 yeah. feet above the deck, you'll be fine. I, I don't want to, like, presage too much, but the current planes that are going to be loaded on this thing, the last thing you want to do for a host of reasons <laughs> is pull the ejector seat <laughs> button. Oh, um, God, yes, I know about this. Right, okay, that's yeah, going to be fantastic. Yeah, but there's a sting to the tail on that one. Anyway, so... Is this, like, this, 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 this going to be like that thing where that French guy like got took up in the fucking plane for his 80th birthday and like <laughs> it fired him out without his pants or some shit? <laughs> um, anyway, so there's, they have these diesel things, and they're supposed to have four boats each to supply it. The UK only has one. Um, so the def- defense department did have an open competition among uh, like defense contractors and shipbuilders to submit designs, but they stopped that competition at the end of 2019 because none of the proposed uh, new vessels to supply these two mega aircraft carriers represented value for money, according to the defense department. <laughs> oh, since when does value for money like factor into defense spending at all? Fuck knows. Well, no, I mean, they, right, so here's the problem. It's like, what do you mean by that is this. Hey, government, you've asked us to, to draw you up a spec for this ship that can meet these requirements. Oh, yeah, great. Well, here's our plan, and here's the itemized list of all the things you want it to do, and here's how it does it. That's fantastic. Excellent. How much? Well, it's going to cost you X billion. Well, that's way too much. Well, well yeah, but that's that's how much it costs. That's like, you know, well, how much profit are you making on this? We're only making like 5% profit on this, to be honest, because we understand it needs to come in at a reasonable... No, I mean, well, can't you, can't you cut some corners? No, this is how much it costs. Oh, that's not value for money. Well, well good speaking, luck. It's not. Yeah. You can't do it for cheaper. Well, speaking of value for money, uh, they did cut some corners in the construction uh, of these aircraft carriers. Oh, uh, yes. The diesel, diesel was one because it's much more expensive to fit a nuclear reactor than it is big diesel engines. The other one is that these are also now single-hulled, which like, I'm not an expert, but I don't think that's a very good idea, as well as having uh, less crew. No, I'm, pre- um, I'm yep. pretty sure that being single-hulled as an aircraft carrier makes you uniquely vulnerable to Prince Andrew's... Sorry, torpedoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, like, even if we wanted to fit them with nuclear reactor, we couldn't, um, because the, there's only one shipyard in the UK capable of building nuclear, or nuclear reactors that can go on ships, and that one's too busy building our stupid Trident fleet. So, like, even if we wanted to, we couldn't, gonna- because we don't have the capacity <clears throat> to do it. In my mind, our stupid Trident fleet is a bunch of boats with, like, a giant fork on the front of each one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jamie, if you were in Scotland, you wouldn't crack that joke. Just ram them into fucking enemy ports and stuff. (laughs) Would that it were that simple? Um, So, yeah, another problem with it is, like, apart from the little boats that we don't have 
to keep them going um, is that usually if you have a carrier, the carrier is like the big headline piece of a big carrier fleet, which has like destroyers and frigates and other boats to like protect it from its its fragile single hull from uh, Prince Andrews and that kind of thing. (laughs) Um, now, the problem is the UK does not have enough destroyers and frigates to create a full battle fleet around one of these carriers. And it has admitted, the the, the, the de- Defense Department in the UK has already admitted that if we want these things to sail with like the full complement of protection, uh, we're going to fully rely on the Americans and the French. Aren't the French currently carrying the planes that we do have? Uh, yes. Well, the planes that we that we do have are not that many, and technically most of them are still owned by the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. So the latest mm. the, the the latest report from the National Audit Office, which weirdly enough has lots of interesting info, because like the bean counters are the only ones who will actually tell you the truth uh, about this stuff. Is like. What you also need for these things, as you can imagine, is like a very sophisticated uh, radar system to detect all the other airplanes and, and cruise missiles and fuck knows what that's that's around one of these carriers. Um, the one that is designed for these carriers doesn't work. It's called a crow's nest, and it's actually an airborne radar system. It 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 looks essentially like um, a very big pustule on the side of a big helicopter that's supposed to like fly above it. Um, and these things don't work. The reason they don't work is they were designed by Lockheed Martin and the Defense Department did not oversee its contract properly. So we paid 270 million quid for 10 pustules to be bolted on the side of a helicopter that won't be ready until 2025. And these these big fucking bulky things, they're on one side of the helicopter, yeah? uh, Yeah, they are. I mean, helicopters famously being reliable aircraft that yes. can stay in the air. I, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about this. Like, okay, so hang on a minute. There's, there's two, there's two problems here. Problem number one, the lesser problem. Um, if it's an, air, if it's acting as radar, that's putting out an awful lot of fucking power. I would not like to imagine what's going to happen to the fucking like pilots of those helicopters sitting above basically a full fucking radar array in the air. <laughs> like I can't imagine they have that much shielding in there for weight reasons. So well, I'm they'll, sure they'll, they'll lead be... line the helmets. I was going to say they'll be fucking immune to coronavirus, if nothing else. So, like, so <laughs> put, put a pin in that one, because that's the lesser problem. The greater problem is, what if it's a fucking storm? Like, helicopters rem- are reliably, like, they, they have trouble in adverse weather conditions. Yes. You know, they adverse have trouble weather in con- all weather conditions. Yeah, exactly, right? So mm. this seems, like, incredibly short, but just dumb on every level. I can't even call it short-sighted. It's like, it makes, is no-sighted, right? Because the perfect time in which to attack a carrier group or something like that, if you're a submarine, is to wait till there's adverse weather conditions on the surface that you don't care about. Uh, it's like, what the, what on earth um, is the I, rationale? I've, I've managed to sort out the modern technology of copy-pasting an image. Uh, you can see this wonderful postule on the side of a helicopter uh, in the Discord. Again, for Twitter, we'll put it on the, uh, in the Twitter not, thread. Not postule, more tumour. <laughs> that, mm. that genuinely looks like the thing that's grown out the side of my mom's dog. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a she's got a spaniel and he's just got like a fucking lump grown out of him and it's it's just getting bigger and bigger over the years and we've had him to the vet like six times and the vet's just like no it's it's not it's not like a tumor or anything it, he's just lumpy 
Well, well it looks like it looks like he has a fucking ergonomic grip. Do you know what I mean? Like you use him to like fucking like no scope people in fucking Counter Strike or something. Well, well, speaking of pustules that grow, this is the old version. So, Jamie, you are correct. It is growing. It's getting bigger every time. That looks. I mean, that looks like weird as fuck. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not a fucking like aerospace engineer or anything. But the helicopter does not generally have to be symmetrical. Uh, yeah, I, I think help. so. I think that helps. Also, right, sorry, hang on. Don't don't these things... like So hang on. One of the benefits of having a radar tower or a thing that's bolted to your deck that's like a radar tower is it is a fixed position. You always know exactly where it is relative to the rest of the ship, right? You don't need to factor that in. Um, yeah, where, but what like, if where we it, put it on a helicopter for no good reason instead? Yeah, because the helicopter will move. Even an helicopter... If anyone's ever seen a helicopter hovering in all but, like, the, you know, calmest weather, it moves from side to side and shifts a bit. And so surely to God that complicates things, because the whole way radar works is you bounce radar waves off of something, they hit it and then reflect back at you, and the degree to which they're compacted tells you the distance and all the rest of it. Uh, um, computers, mate. They use but, the same technology that underlies Tony Blair's internet time zone, I imagine. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't work out how this in any way, shape or form makes sense. Well, I, so, I mean, uh, my guess, my guess would be that's not, there's not actually an expensive, like futuristic radar under that dome. It's one guy with binoculars. <laughs> so essentially, apart from um, having no support ships, uh, no radar, no destroyer escort, the other thing that it doesn't really have it really is rockets or ammunition because the defense department uh, didn't think it had to order those on time or get somebody to make them. So like we can send it out to sea, but there's not actually ammunition on it to load onto the planes that don't work. So all this thing can do for now is essentially bob around the North Sea, escorted by the French for a while, and not for that long because it's going to have to refuel with its one escort ship that it has. Yeah, but I mean, the all of these, all of these tactical dock. concerns just fall by the wayside when you consider that we're never going to get into a war against anyone that like we don't just fucking like massively overpower anyway. Yeah. Do you know I mean, what I mean? It's the- like we're, we're gonna we're gonna spend like billions and billions of pounds on an aircraft carrier just so that we can like point at it and go, yeah, doesn't that look cool at the G eight or whatever? Pr- but in, in practical terms, it's it's only ever going to be used to put down a rebellion on the Pitcairn Islands or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's all about it's all about you know you know Britannia rules the waves, isn't it? You know British strength. That's it. We rule the waves. It, it I'll really be honest, right? Like, see if we were going to be putting down a rebellion in the Pitcairn Islands of all places, the last thing I would do is send a fleet named after the royals. Because they're going to yeah. have no trouble with what goes on in the pet kills. Um, yeah. Sir, sir, we've got an urgent problem here. What is it? Well, we, we launched the torpedoes, as you said, but the, 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 the Andrew class, they're turning back on us for some reason. They're refusing <laughs> to attack the pit currents. Uh, weirdly enough, like they did actually discuss like not having these massive fucking ships, but slightly smaller carriers for like helicopters. So you could do like aid and emergency relief and like I don't know go shooting terrorists somewhere and the reason uh, the British Navy and uh, Tony the Blair problem, government said the problem with the shorter version was if you just sawed the front off the existing carrier it sank no <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that they literally said we want it to be the biggest boat because if it's the biggest ship um, then our enemies when they see it will be more frightened oh, for that's fuck. literally the, the admiral of the times when it was ordered said that's why we want the bigger one I know, like, I, 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 you know what? You know what I want? In my heart of hearts, I want to see one of these carriers go up against just, like, 
Iran. Just like fucking go up against Iran and watch how long it lasts, you know? Or, <laughs> yeah, or go, all, all fucking go up minutes. against Argentina. Mm. Let's do Falcons really Part 2. It, it wouldn't even be able to get there, James. It literally would not yeah. be able to get there. Just I, just all these helicopters. Yeah, these are the, these are the gonna, same boats that can't function in warm water. All uh, these helicopters, <laughs> they're just going to saw off the, the like radar bulge and replace it with a winch and just attach them all and lift the car and just fly it into the Iranian mountains. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that would probably be the most uh, successful way to attack something because this is the second part I really wanted to tell you guys because it's so fucking amazing. And like, there's been a lot of articles and stuff, but I really want to talk about the Joint Strike Fighter, otherwise known as the F-35 Lightning IIB variant, which will be, which will yes. be the active... You Know, fighting arm of these carriers that don't work and can't this, go anywhere. Is this, is this the American one where the wings come off if you try and like oh, yes. fly through the air? No, oh, yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's a uh, pretty sure it's a Final Fantasy game, isn't it? Final Fantasy Lightning B carry, like you know, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so these things are incredible, like stupid pig objects that haven't worked and don't ever work and have been in development for like <clears throat> 20 years. Um, and the ones the, the ones that are meant to be like the, the fastest like yes. fighter ever in a straight line, but also they can do VTOL and you yes. can fly them upside down to like hang a, hang a, like a piece of string with a hook on the end out of the, yes. out of the <laughs> cockpit and steal terrorism from like, you know, foreign countries and stuff. Yes, that's that's yeah. exactly this this plane. Um, so we signed, or the UK signed, a memorandum of understanding with all the international partners to build this thing in how 2000. Much, how much understanding really went into that? Uh, <laughs> probably. I think the people, like this, the, the contractors, so Lockheed Martin, understood very well what they were doing. Um, I think the rest of us mm-hmm. not were they, were they, money. Were they dashing off with a wheelbarrow heaped full of currency? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I think their directors were actually giggling on the way out. I think that's that's how it was described. Um, yeah, so the, these carriers are explicitly designed to carry um, these Joint Strike Fighters, the uh, F-35s. And we are expected by 2023 to have enough of these of our own to load out one carrier and have enough for spots for maintenance. Now, you may have noticed that we have two carriers what we're going to do with the planes for the other one is as yet unknown and probably won't be arriving until also 2030, 2035 or something. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, that's ridiculous. We'll have hotels in space by then. <laughs> I mean, it, does, it, makes, it, makes, it makes sense. If you're going to go with something that might break, of course you want a spare, right? Yeah, I mean, what if the first carrier sinks when they put it in the really big bath? <laughs> that's a funny thing though, right? Because you, you want spares, but... Before these things were even out, we'd been the last carriers. Like we just we just didn't have any carriers for a while. That's why the planes were on the French ones. I'm imagining one of these fails its sea trials and they have to deploy it to the Lake District. Uh, I could tell you like a whole fucking boring history of how it was how it was developed and designed and why everything was a clusterfuck, but I don't want to do that because essentially what I want to tell you is um, there's currently a list of like all the problems associated with uh, the F-35. Um, uh, the current yes. count is 800. It, it, it falls out of the sky. The wind is detachable. Hmm. You yes. can't fly in the rain. Uh, yes. It, it has currently you can't fly in the dark. It had. It has currently. You can't cross the international dateline with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, you. It currently has eight hundred and seventy-one known flaws, known, uh, which is down from only nine hundred and forty-one uh, two years ago. So it's great. 
I can't there are, there told known, us there are known flaws and there are known unknown <laughs> flaws <laughs> and etc. <cetera. laughs> um, but among these 871 flaws, there are still 10 that are called category one problems, which are defined as so serious it could kill or injure the pilot or break down catastrophically the plane itself. So what I thought we'd do is I'd talk you through some of these A1 flaws that are still left in the F-35s <laughs> that are going to be on these carriers that are these going to be Are these going to be like proper, I mean, are these going to yes. be like proper headbanger shit? Like pilot has too many bones, eject the yes. seat malfunctions <laughs> yes. or something like that. Yes. See, yes. just before this, Rob, can you just remind us how much have we spent on these planes? Uh, I think it's sorry. Give me one second. I had. It I thought, I thought you. I thought you meant that in terms of like how long have we been talking about this now? Um, it's it's <laughs> the UK to buy these planes has spent over six hundred billion, but the global development cost six hundred billion. Sorry, six oh. billion, but the global. Okay. De- I was going to say, like, def- even, even for fucking defense spending, that was taking the piss, quite frankly. Well, you'd, like. <laughs> you'd think that, but the global development cost in total of these planes across all countries across multiple decades is easily over 400 billion. So There's one one guy at the fucking Ministry of Defense who's been, like, bundled out the door during a press conference shouting, <laughs> I told you, I told you it was a mistake to make the planes run on Fabergé eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we were talking Just earlier, got a stained uh, glass cockpit. Uh, Well, (laughs) thank you for teeing that up so nicely. We were talking earlier, uh, James, you already mentioned them, the flawed uh, ejector seats. Mm. Um, The the old version um, was so strong and boosted up the pilots so fast that when they ejected, they did have a tendency to snap the neck of the pilot. (laughs) <laughs> now, unfortunately, that one's been that version's been fixed. So, but I just I love that you go back for your second flight and you need a booster seat because you're a foot shorter. <laughs> but like that floor's been fixed. But in fixing it, they've created a new, different, cool one. Is it that just doesn't, when, it doesn't it just doesn't eject you? It's just a no, spring it, under the seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it does do that. But it does uh, some other thing is. Of course, like when you pull the handle, the first thing that has to do is like the canopy has to lift off. So like you don't smash into the canopy when you eject. So what happens is the canopy lifts. You're wearing a helmet, aren't you? Just fucking, do you know what I mean? Oh, we will get to the helmet. Um, We will, the the, the canopy. be a fine thing. (laughs) The the, the canopy (laughs) lifts up and out and then the glass or whatever it is shatters uh, by design but pro- the problem is with that glass shattering right now what happens is the pilot gets launched upward in his ejector seat through an expanding ball of glass shra- and that, shrapnel that, thing, that sounds metal as fuck that quite frankly like <laughs> yeah so to, to put this in perspective like a regular an actual functional like f-16 or whatever if you eject from that it does actually make you an inch shorter that is actually a thing that that's not a joke jamie a normal fighter pilot kind of planes when they eject you it permanently lowers your height because it compacts your spine and you can only do so many ejections in a flight career before you're basically like med- medically before, you, before you're too short to go on the ride well yeah actually here's a joke I mean, you, you joke have one not. of those little fucking like like a cardboard fighter pilot with his hand out to be allowed in the planes no well, actually it's the other way around jamie the 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 air force john prefers john mccain queuing up for his like 100th mission in platform shoes. The, the Air Force <laughs> prefers pilots to be short. 
the Air Force prefers pilots to be short because they're less likely to pass out under high Gs because their hearts need to pump like less distance. That's actually a thing. Um, so you've actually got these already like Ben Shapiro-sized guys and and women as well. Sorry, I'm not meaning to be sexist. Once it, once they've done like a hundred ejections, they get to they get like taken into the secret Air Force where they fly smaller planes. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the micro machines Air Force, and they're just like tearing along bombing a snooker table. So like the very- like, tiny Al Qaeda, <laughs> tiny Al Qaeda, fantastic. But sorry, I'm now picturing you know that that little article that was in like Bin Laden's secret hideout kind of thing, where it looks like a little kid's toy kind of playset. I'm oh, now picturing yeah. that, except with like a tiny little fighter pilot who's been you know shrunk down and is talking. Uh, Roger, Roger. Uh, I'm afraid facts don't care about your feelings. Kind of Ben Shapiro style over the. <laughs> It's anyway. that, di- that diagram, and when you zoom in on the Taliban fighter sat on the mountain, like it shows you a circulatory system with like planes <laughs> flying down his ventricles and shit. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, to be fair, it, getting like getting rid of the canopy might not be that bad because um, I, thought, the- I thought you were going to say like getting rid of the canopy might be like the way to fix that. Like they're just going to fly it with like the, like a convertible. Uh, well, 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 maybe they it's should. The pilot with the... loads of like fucking wasps and birds smashed into his fucking face. <laughs> well, that might actually be preferable because the 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 co- the pressure inside the cockpit is not well regulated, and during operations can cause quote unquote excruciating ear and sinus pain to the pilot. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. I'm just picturing, like, this plane brought to you by Hellraiser. We have such sights <laughs> to show you. Like, we strap you in and you come out of it blue and covered in shards of glass. They should just get, like, I- I'm picturing it's like Elon Musk built it and it just, it, like, lands on the carrier and then, like, two minutes later it just fucking explodes. <laughs> well, it will also do that. And one of the reasons it might is that... Um, the they made the hell- landing gear out of Semtex. No, they... <laughs> The, the, they made the helmet uh, of, oh, of this thing so, so complicated with like a heads up display and a night vision camera and all this stuff that people like who are bored and watch too much Star Wars. Um, Just strap like, a fucking smartphone to the front of it. It does everything. But it doesn't It doesn't work very well, um, and especially the night vision camera, because it can't really tell enough of a difference between the sea and the deck. So it has real trouble landing <laughs> on a carrier at night while wearing this complicated helmet. They just have to strap one of those helicopters to the bottom of the plane so they can use radar to, to guide themselves in. <laughs> to be fair, even if you do manage to land it, you're, you're not quite out of the danger zone yet. Because another A1 class difficulty yeah. is what I like to call blow a tire, go wee. Um, if a tire blows on landing, um, it can snap both of the brake lines. So essentially, <laughs> remove the brakes from the entire airplane. <laughs> what, the, what the what genius decided to wrap the brake lines around the wheels? I don't know how this works, but it, it has happened. Um, oh man, really- I've got a great way we can save money on this. What is it? We well, you know how you, you've got brakes for the wheels, yeah? How about we make the the actual brakes for wheels? Seriously? Yeah, it's genius. I mean, like, you'll never, you know, it's always guaranteed to work. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, well, just what deploys, could, what could... deploys the landing gear and it's just like square. Do you know what I mean? It's like it'll not roll too far <laughs> with this shit. And um, it just well, makes a noise across the deck like Rob's mouse. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, what could go wrong, uh, James, is I'll read you a line from the official US report on these things. Yes, the concern- let's go. 
The concern is that a blown tire, quote unquote, will result in the loss of one or both hydraulic systems, which may degrade directional control during landing and could lead to runway departure, presenting loss of aircraft risk. <laughs> could lead oh. to runway departure. Is a hell of a I love that they got the full cop style guide out for that. Yeah, I'm interpreting <laughs> runway departure as the runway just sees what's happening and goes, oh, fuck this, and just gets up and walks away. <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I'm loving this where like, you can just see they're sitting down and I'm like, okay, so we need to write up the problem. And there's like a guy sitting there going, how the fuck are we meant to tell them that the fucking wheels will fall off and then the thing will fly off the deck. How the fuck are we meant to... No, no, leave this to me. I got this right. Um, may may involve runway at, um, departure. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like the, the runway is leaving the plane. Well, that's good, right? Because then it's not the plane's fault. If the runway decides to fuck off, <laughs> that's, that's its fault, right? Yeah, okay, no, I, I like this. What else she got? Like, I could just see them fucking, you know, scribbling out sentences upon sentences going, nah, this makes it sound too much like it's our fault. And like, you know, balling up and tossing it away and trying again until eventually they hit upon the magical sentence, uh, may cause runway departure. Superb. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, and you have to remember this is probably on a carrier maybe in the night when there are other planes on the deck ready for departure. So if it loses, if, if its directional control degrades during landing, it may skedaddle right into another one of these planes. Oh God, I've just, I've just got this. I, I, fucking John McCain's daughter was on the design committee and wanted to honor him. And this is how we've ended up with it behaving the way it does. Superb. Now, I have to say that there's another way that these things um, can land, specifically in the B version, which is the one that will be used on the carriers that don't work, um, which is what it's known as the vertical takeoff and landing mode, which is where it almost comes to a stop, then rotates the thrusters and then sets itself down on the, on the deck. That's the idea, at least. But um, on warm days, on hot days, I think over 30 degrees Celsius, and not like we ever have any of those, um, the engine may not be able to guarantee enough thrust for a safe landing and may just decide to go thwomp on the deck. Hmm. I, I mean, it, it's just like, you know, they, they're like, oh, it's, it's got VTO. But like, you know what I mean? And the, the, it can't actually do the L. Just no, fucking. <laughs> but doesn't matter um, how hot it is, you can fire the fucking thing into the air. Now, this is not to say that like the the only problems that are there are like when you do an emergency ejection or when you try to land or when you try to fly it with excruciating ear and sinus pain. Um, it all it also it also can't taxi on the runway or shoot things. I well, love to it, have I love to have an operational temperature range the width of dental floss. This is fantastic. This is superb. <laughs> Well, what might happen uh, is, let's say you're in you're in one of these things. You've man you've managed to get it off the deck, and it is doing what it's supposed to do, which is a series of ifs already. And you encounter a baddie, like a really modern, advanced uh, Russian or Chinese um, airplane, and like it's a dogfight. You know, it's fucking Top Gun 2.0. It's really cool, um, and you have to pull an extreme turn with a pitch above 20 degrees during combat. The plane may experience oscillations, pitch, and yawn issues. Your issues, which, for those of you who don't speak airplane, that essentially means the aircraft goes out of control. Yeah, the wings come off. Uh, it, they don't quite go off. Uh, if you 
do that like big pitch turn, so above 20 degrees, and you turn on the afterburner to escape the dogfight, uh, these unintended oscillations, pitches, and rolls could melt the tail of the aircraft. Yeah, well, that's user error. Just fly the thing in a straight fucking line like God intended. Do you know what I mean? These short-born pricks trying to do, like, turns and landings. Like, fuck off, Tom Cruise. We haven't got time for that shit in the modern Navy. Well, I mean, that's not the only sort of problem that it what has. Was, what, was that, what was that plane we had that used to fly into a hill every other week? <laughs> uh, was it a Harrier? No, was it... The, 737? The tornado or something? Oh, the tornado, yeah. Oh, yeah, they love crashing those. Yeah, just uh, every other week there was a thing in the papers about, like, one or more tornadoes just, like, embedding themselves in farmland. <laughs> mm. um, now, that may not be the only problem you have, because once you do um, activate the, the uh, turbo boost, even without, the like, being above 20 degrees and therefore melting the tail, um, it can only sustain hypersonic speeds for very short periods of time. Uh, or the um, or it risks structural damage and loss of stealth capacity because at 1.3 Mach or higher. All right, um, yeah, yeah. This the is the one that this is the one you famously can't see, isn't it? It is. Well, it's supposed to, except if you go too fast, uh, because then the stealth paint coating, which is absorbs the radar, starts bubbling and blistering and making it much, much easier to see to enemy radars. <laughs> well, this is this is fucking, this is like the greatest plane that anyone's ever fucking built, quite frankly. But, <laughs> but no, seems- I mean this is this is specifically the one that Donald Trump had to be told like three times isn't actually invisible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, also, like um, the, I don't know if it still is a problem, but early versions had the issue that that paint would just come off in the rain. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think that's been Fuck fixed. Yeah, now the thing that hasn't it wasn't been... just the rain; it was if you flew it through clouds. Yeah, <laughs> was it famously were a thing clouds are never it? anywhere near? Were they just covering in like a dust? Do you know what I mean? Just like this is the anti-radar icing that we're just going to put over the top of it. <laughs> well, they just like, clearly they designed and they it. Have a, they have a problem because like fucking cats are licking no, it off. No, I, I, I can see. I can see. <laughs> the F stands for fondant. <laughs> I'm clearly. I, I, I'm seeing they put it together and they said, "Oh, it says this paint is water soluble." Is that your problem? No, it's like flammable and inflammable, mate. Don't worry about it, right? It means the same thing. Well, I mean, not only um, at 1.3 micro higher does the paint begin to bubble, blister, and See, what they, what they need, what they need for this is like a Sharpie for stealth paint. <laughs> Just have like people on the deck no coloring, up, coloring the planes in between missions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may not get the chance because um, when you because, well, because the, it's not uh, going to fucking come back, like yeah, it's, when, a, when you, it's when, a fire and forget system. When you when you fly it at one point three mark too high, not only does the paint vanish off the aircraft, um, but so does the, the so does the wings. The, yes, the, the afterburner itself, um, and I'll read again from an official DoD report. Uh, thermal damage from the uh, uh, hyperboost, whatever it's called, from the fire. Ar- sorry, therm- thermal damage from the afterburners may compromise the structural integrity of the tail. The afterburners will set the tail on fire. Right, yes. got you. This, this, this is like, did, did they get this designed by me playing space engineer? Because that's what it fucking sounds like, quite frankly. I'm just, I'm just loving the mental image that they hit the afterburner and like the paint stays in one place while the plane shoots ahead, right? On fire. 
It's just this trail of fire, like Back to the Future style, in the sky, while the plane is just sitting there, looking kind of awkward, like Wiley e. Coyote has run out across a cliff before it starts to. <laughs> Like, no, I'm just like, loving the idea of a plane where every time it lands, you need to like just stick a new tail on it because it's like the past ones just like melted off. You know, like when you used to do your pen in fucking like in chemistry lessons on the Bunsen I, burner. Actually, Jamie, it's, it's worse than that. They land the plane and you've got a melted just, tail, they, they, and the melted tail is the only bit that survives because the rest of the plane has careened into the con tower. That, that's why they removed the con tower. That's why they put it on the helicopter so the thing can't hit it when it lands. Perfect. Right, you're, in makes plane sense. In world, you're in the plane in World War Three. You fire the afterburner and then do like a really steep dive so that the melted tail just flings off and sticks to a giant Iranian blackboard. <laughs> well, I just I want to make it very clear. The, the does the problem with these aircraft is not only heat related; it is also cold related. Um, of course, it is. When 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 it's more than minus thirty five outside, which is roughly at about six thousand meters and above, which is uh, by the way where like the bombers that carry nukes, it's now that's where the bombers that carry nuclear bombs essentially fly at that. At very high altitude, so they fly about oh, six thousand meters. Do we do we care about intercepting nuclear bombs? I mean, at that point, we're fucked anyway. So yeah, not really. I suppose I don't really um, give a shit anyway, about that. Like, do you know what I mean? So what happens above six thousand meters, where it gets very Stays very cold? Above six thousand meters. <laughs> uh, no, it will do the other thing. Uh, the onboard computer will freak out, um, erroneously report that the batteries are failing on the craft, and force the mission to cancel and the plane to fly itself back. And what, and the plane can do that, can it? Uh, not really, no. Um, no, I didn't it, think so. <laughs> uh, that's because it, it has a hyper-sophisticated, by which I mean has never worked properly, aut- autonomic logistics information system, which is the computer that pretty Alice. much runs the F-35. Um, yeah, I was, just, I was just doing like, you know what I mean, calculation in my head to work out what that spelled, because it, had, you know what I mean, it was bound to be something... No, unfortunately, it, it doesn't. I spell assume that the, the, the reason that this height limits in place is to keep it away from the International Space Station <laughs> <laughs> or the Space Hotel. <laughs> right, I think I'm the only person here who got that then. <laughs> I, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just picturing that the entire purpose of that is it, basically this plane wants to escape this cursed earth by any means possible, and since it's denied the ability to actually exit the atmosphere, it's just trying to do itself in in other ways. No, 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 no. What, what, James? What this plane actually wants to do, which is why some of the partner countries have. Or have nearly said we're not taking this fucking thing anymore. Um, is it needs to continuously send data um, about the plane and diagnostics and whatever to Lockheed Martin and therefore to the U.S. military? Essentially, giving you US- got fucking DRM. Uh, my plane is Wi-Fi enabled. <laughs> It's it's that fucking it's that thing when you use like Windows and it's like do you want to send like yeah. fucking like metric data back to Microsoft so we can like improve the fucking like you know what I mean just in the air having to fill having to, like does it have a keyboard in it so you can type out crash reports like, what were you doing when the plane stalled uh, well, no it's an anti piracy mechanism it's so that they know that you haven't torrented the plane <laughs> you wouldn't download this plane damn right it fucking wouldn't it doesn't work. 
so yeah, essentially uh, uh, for the yeah. listeners, um, essentially this system, which is pretty much mandatory to run the fucking plane that is a piece of shit, um, will directly give its current location and all relevant flight information to the US military. Yeah, but can you can you can you play Snake on the in, on the in plane computer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the it's other basically thing just it's, it's basically just a fucking Sky Tesla, right? <laughs> uh, the other thing that it, that this same system also does, but is n- not very good at, is um, literally doing crash reports. Um, it's not capable of di- <laughs> fully diagnosing its own systems and may not actually be in a position to warn anybody when parts of it are about to break down or fall off the airplane. It's not capable of telling the crews that it needs to replace the wheel or something. Yeah, the damage report computer's been damaged, that sort of thing. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that's just a, a, a quick rundown of the one main failures. A quick failures. rundown. Sorry? Yeah, a- a, a quick rundown. Yeah, we've only been on this for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> and just so you're all very comfortable, even with everything that's fucking gone wrong with these planes that continues to go wrong and that will never be fixed, even by admitted by the people who make the things, uh, we have not put the funding, funding in place to buy a full complement of these useless fucking things uh, to park on our second carrier. But so good. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Well, you say you say good, right? But if you're coming at this from a position of actually let's do some defence, right? The carriers are designed with these planes in mind, so they are too short for any other planes to actually yeah, take right, off from yeah, plane, without the planes having a don't fucking work. It's like on. it's like, oh, we spent all this money on carriers and we haven't got any left over to fill them with horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> and also the, the carriers is, can't the only planes go that we, we could have that would work on this are Harriers which famously went out of production quite a while back. There aren't any other good alternatives to the Harrier at the moment. The F-35 was supposed to be that. So if you wanted to launch any planes from this, you need to install a catapult system, which would be like mad amounts of fucking money to get it working. Well, I did. And then also, can the plane stop short on the fucking shorter runway? Which usually the answer is no, it fucking can't because it's a plane. (laughs) <laughs> when you say catapult system, I'm just picturing a fucking trebuchet. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it would be about as effective as one of these fucking F-35s trying to take off in remotely adverse weather conditions. Anyway, so I mean, this is this is emblematic of just Britain. It's like, oh, yes. we've got to show our British spirit abroad, and you end up with this stupid thing, which no one in the right mind would take serious. That doesn't work. That needs help to limp along from other <laughs> territories, and can only really confine itself to the bleak winter of like the North Sea, unless it gets too cold. In which case, it can't even do that. Well, I mean, like, it, what it what it definitely cannot do is uh, take a nice summer holiday in the Pacific, because even with four full support ships full of diesel, uh, the distances between ports are too great, so it would essentially run out of fuel before <laughs> it got to Hawaii. So we literally cannot park it in the Pacific. Not you know that China's there or anything. I love to have ranged force projection without the force or the range. <laughs> or the and projection. then the projection that it has just tends to melt and careen into itself on the deck. <laughs> oh well, I think that probably covers that. But since we, since you mentioned melts, oh, yes. move on to comment or commentary. At? Oh, go on then. Oh, let's do it, baby. Okay. So I've themed it again. 
because I, I, I'm liking a theme for comment or commentary at recently. And Rob explicitly didn't want to talk about any label shit or anything. So I've decided that all the articles that I've taken this from are to do with Keith. Cool. Keith. So prep I'm yourself. Glad, I'm for glad some you betrayed Rob takes. like that because otherwise I would I, like literally know nothing about anything other than Keith at the minute. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> just wake up every day. Wake up every day, excited to see what stupid fucking thing he's done today. <laughs> okay. Starmer's speech wasn't very inspiring. The British bonds idea harks back to the war bonds with their patriotic connotation aimed to appeal to the red wall left behinds. And of course, bonds must be British so that nobody has any doubts that any money would go to foreigners. There were no specifics about how to fight inequalities, how to rebuild the economy along green lines, and the elephant in the room, the disastrous fallout from Brexit, was carefully covered with the national flag. Meanwhile, the best and cheapest way to help struggling business post-pandemic would be to rejoin the single market and the customs union. Comment or commentary? Commentary at Guardian. Yeah, commentary at Guardian. Oh, commentary, yeah. No one uses behind when they could use us. All this is BBC politics because I know David and it's a comment. I'm going to switch to comment BBC politics. Um, no, no, you're just you're half right, half wrong again. It was a comment from the Guardian. Ah, all ah, right, okay, yeah. That's definitely that does smack of a I want to be a Guardian comment columnist. The closest yes. I can get is yes. to leave a comment. Yes. Big hmm. notice me senpai energy to that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Keir Starmer's strong start is Labour leader. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, <fuck. laughs> Keir Starmer's strong start is Labour leader, and the fact that he has not established a dominant lead over the Conservatives during the biggest moment of national solidarity and unity since World War Two is being treated by some as surprising and by others as a disaster. On any reasonable metric, he has made solid progress. Comment or commentary? Commentary, and I'm divided here between saying the Mirror or one of the Tory papers because they kind of want him to remain as a shitty opposition. So Mm. I'm going to... Fuck it, I'll say the Times. uh, Commentary, the Times. Commentary? Yeah, commentary. Commentary. It was commentary. That was Tom Hamilton writing for The Critic. What the, the fuck critic? Is what the fuck is a critic? That is, uh, uh, looks to be a new magazine. Um, oh, is that I that fucking magazine this. that had uh, Keir Starmer as James Bond with uh, Becky, Long- Becky Long Bailey on its cover a while ago, draped over his shoulder? Oh, God, it might have been. Um, I hope so. Oh, this sounds bad. cursed. Quick break while everyone frantically Googles that. <laughs> New Labour tried social democracy and were wildly successful. Since then, Labour have tried uh, socialism. Hang on, sorry, hang on. Ba- been- back up, sorry, hang on. Wait a minute. Citation <laughs> needed. New Labour tried social democracy. <laughs> I'll read it again. Oh my New god. New Labour tried social democracy and when? were wildly successful. <laughs> Since then, Labour have tried socialism and have been dismally unsuccessful. Guardian lefties and Telegraph Tories continue to hope that Labour will continue on its path to socialism, but for entirely different reasons. This Comment is um, This is towering forehead cunt McGraw, or one of that crowd. <laughs> uh, commentary spiked. 
Is that is that not mm-hmm. what I just said? Yes, well, that we, is what you said. Yeah, but uh, I think I think that's a comment. That's got to be a comment. It sounds like a comment. I was right, by the way. It was the critic. There is that fucking. I've put it in the Discord. There's that fucking. That's the cover of the Kia of the Keith James Bond thing with Lisa oh, Nandy and Becky wow. Long Bailey. That's cost. Well, um, they, they seem incredibly serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a comment, and it was a comment in the Guardian of all places. Yeah. I am not one to be silent when I think stuff is wrong. Never have been, never will be. This is Toby Constructive Young. criticism needs to be brought back to the politics of division and bad faith without question. Is there stuff that needs to progress to make the Labour Party meet the country? Of course there is. But that's on all of us to sort out. Expecting one person to do it alone is for the other side. By the strength of our common endeavour, we achieve more than we achieve alone in our homes on a webcam. I can't wait to be properly back and fighting. Comment or commentary at? Oh, this is... Um, this, this is Jess Phillips. It's Jess Phillips. Uh, so commentary, I guess. God damn. Yeah, it was Jess yeah. Phillips. <laughs> it's the eye. She gives it away with the eye. I can't. Oh, yeah, totally I must. Yeah. I, you know. See, the thing is, the eye bit usually gives it away as a comment. I'm just I'm quite... I'm quite impressed that he's all managed to recognise those eyes specifically as Jess Phillips. No, it's self-aggrandizing eyes, right? Like, so there's a difference, yes. like, when, when a regular commentator says, I, it's in a kind of, well, I think this is bullshit kind of way. Whereas when Jess Phillips does it, it's I, we, the royal, you know, that's like, that's mm-hmm. the energy she brings to it and it, it like, it shouts mm-hmm. through. Big time. Right. Last one. <laughs> Starmer's critics who make this charge of timidity also conveniently forget the proactive and brave decisions he has taken in the last year. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. We need a minute for that one, Have the Starmer sceptics already (laughs) forgotten about the purging of the hard left from his new shadow cabinet? All the swift (sighs) boot he gave his leadership rival Rebecca Long-Bailey and then his predecessor? All the time he whipped his largely pro-Remain party behind the government's Brexit deal. Oh, I know who this Comment is. Or commentary at. Commentary uh, Is this, isn't this point of Rob, me that Rob, from- every time, Rob, every time you say, I know who this is. I get it, Rob. Gives the fucking game away. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, man. Okay, yeah, sorry. Tell us, who, tell us who it was, Rob. I'm <laughs> interested to hear what you've got to say, mate. <laughs> <laughs> isn't this Polly Toynbee? I think it's commentary at. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be Polly Toynbee. Yeah. It's not Polly Toynbee. <laughs> oh, I don't know why I thought that. I must be a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it isn't you, actually Polly Toynbee. That was Grey Sergeant, right? What? And you'll like this. Grey Sergeant that, is that a waiting piece? in the spectator. <laughs> <laughs> Grey Sergeant in the spectator with the knife. Well, right. The spectator's great, right, because it gives you a little kind of very short bio of someone who's wrote for them. Uh-huh. Grey Sergeant hmm. is a research fellow in the Asia Studies Centre uh-huh. at the Henry Jackson Society. Oh! The chair of Hong Kong Watch and a long-suffering Labour Party campaigner based in South Essex. <laughs> I've found a guy. <laughs> that is highly cursed energy. That definitely... Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know, it seems like every week there's a new kind of guy for Labour and they all 
they all have they're all like other type they all got the same kind of cursed energy they all got infinite variety they all sound like they've been out of a job since the empire Mm. finished (laughs) kind of labor friends of guys They've all got that energy okay. that sounds like they would quite happily be shouting at young like BME members of Labour for daring mm. to want someone like Diane Abbott to represent them. Like they've got that kind of yes. flavour to them. Mm. Chances are you will find them all in Diane Abbott's mentions. Yeah. 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 Nearly how 100%. Is it, how is it racism? Do you know what I mean? We just don't like it because she can't do sums. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, know the, I know the type. Yeah, They're all fucking well, that bald. was comment or commentary, and I suppose that was the episode as well. Um, we haven't, like I said, we didn't really talk too much about Keith. However, if you want to hear us talking about Keith, then today, if you are listening to this on the day of release, tune in to Sin and Stream Twitch.tv forward slash SK the Crusader. Me and Rob will both be on there to talk about Keith and why he is shit. Um, so look forward to that. It'll be uh, something. How many points mm-hmm. behind yeah. do you reckon they'll be by then? <laughs> oh, I don't know. We're sitting on 13. Well, 13 We're sitting point. on a matched point with um, the general election failure that saw Corbyn have to leave um, as leader. So who's to say what could happen from this point on, especially with some local elections in uh, two months? What I yeah, want to know I, is... The, the local elections, Starmer's going to lose the beige wall and then he'll have to, he'll have to get in the game. <laughs> what I want to know is what happens is... Very, are we going to do something to celebrate if and when the Tories get 20 points ahead? I mean, we're going to post apart shit from, loads of fucking images about it at Keith on Twitter until he cries. Apart from just laughing, I think laughing will just suffice. Just I'm No, just, no we're going to bully the fuck out of him. Yeah, <laughs> not gonna be happy until he like fucking. Do you know what I mean? Until he like walks into the fucking ocean and never comes back. Quite frankly, that's it. Chat, chat, get banged. Yeah, <laughs> we owe it to that fucking like Deliveroo driver. <laughs> that's true. We do actually. <laughs> we must avenge him. That's it. Eternal solidarity with that guy. Well, yeah. and also the anyway. um, that guy. There was the piece in, in Navarra about Keith's connections to the security apparatus. Uh, we also owe it to a bunch of Libyans that were probably tortured with at least his <laughs> wink and a nod, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Fuck anyway, that guy. On that positive note, we will <laughs> catch you on the stream, and if not, we will catch you next week. Next week. Cheerio. We'll see Bye-bye. you then. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.